You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Uh, Eddie, uh, look, obviously, you know, our audience has become used to us just churning out top quality content for the best part of, uh, you know, five years now. Mm. And it's content on content, you know. Top shelf. More than they can ever wish to accept all for free. Uh, and we've done it again. We have. Look, we've done a... We've gone the big lift and we've got a couple of absolute throbbers in to just yarn around, you know, all things Australian sport, I suppose. Well, I'm going to have to stop you there and I'll do the intro properly because, you know, (laughs) I'm going to give them their their names and, you know, what they're doing. But we've obviously got Dave Edwards and Dane Eldridge Mm. launched their new podcast called Have a Go. Uh, welcome, boys. Thank you very much for uh, for coming along, coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Pleasure. So let's just give the punter and the dribbler uh, a quick little uh, wrap of what Have A Go is, what it does, what it's about, what they can expect. Yeah, well, the Have A Go podcast is a weekly podcast where we're just concerned Australians, Dane and I, and uh, we think Australia's on an interesting trajectory. 2020 was a pretty tough year for most of us. Yep. We're obviously closing our borders to each other. Premiers are bickering over the border. It's a tough time. And we think, it, you know, now, having got a bit of perspective from all that, it's a good time to look at Australia and think, you know, how can we make it better? Yeah. Correct. And there's a lot of problems in Australia right now. I mean, we grew up in the 80s, 90s. It was a great time to be in Australia. Sydney 2000. I mean, wow. What a time to be alive. Yeah. My Still old man down. reckons that that was the peak Australia, and he thinks yeah, that the world right. after that, you know, well, nine eleven was yeah, was a mere twelve months away, yeah. a mere twelve months away, and yeah. like that was, I mean, I was young, carefree, and like the world was, everything was good. My parents oh. are still married, right? Like <laughs> it was fantastic. And then you know the Sydney Olympics, you had Roy and HG yeah. doing their thing, and then nine eleven comes along. I'm eleven years old in the classroom. My entire school had gone to some sort of like mm. singing camp, and no one was there to help like an eleven year old me make sense of what had happened. And from there, it seemed like, you right. know... Osama bin Laden had no regard for Australia. <laughs> no, he did that. No, he he didn't. didn't think about the Olympics. We were still in that afterglow period, you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Everyone was pumped up. We were dominating all sports, you know. Oh, it was just no, a, it was a feel in the air. Yeah. Yeah. It was a vibe. And it got taken away. A little bit. By terrorism. And yeah. it's just, I mean, and then it was further exacerbated by an even bigger disaster five years later when Twitter was established. Yeah, and I think Australia's never come back from that. No, Twitter's tough. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the, the podcast is basically about Australia's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, and we've right. got to sort it out. So we give ourselves thirty minutes a week to take on a big issue in Australia one by one, mm. and we're just here to solve that. We're just concerned Australians trying to solve Australia. And, and, yeah. and so far, you've done China and the ABC. Yeah, just starting on the low base. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. the little simple ones, simple, yeah. simple subjects to start with. No, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, the, the episodes that we're covering include, yeah, China, geopolitics, New Zealand, bigger brother, little brother dynamic. Well, yeah. that's on the rocks now. Yeah, um, death of the larrikin. Um, <laughs> big Australia policies. Yeah, I uh, can't get a house. Yeah, Great Australian no. Dream, yeah, dead. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, it's that, the that one's gone. That one's yeah. gone. So the thing about the Great Australian yeah. Dream is that's having an impact on sport as well because try finding, finding a quarter-acre dream these days in Australia that has a backyard to play backyard cricket in. No, yeah. exactly. You're lucky if you've got a fucking hallway. Usually it's just mm. one-bedroom apartments. And these days with hallways, they're only about a metre wide. Yeah, yeah. You're not fucking wide. play square the wicket. Yeah. No. Well, you, at least That's you're playing right. in the V. Or take screamers. Very fucking narrow V, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very narrow yeah, yeah. V, yeah. yeah. You've got half a foot either side of the bowler, basically. Which, if yeah. that isn't linked to our top six worries, I don't know what is. Because well, well, right yeah, I can't... Look, all the money in the world, all the pathways in the world, all the systems yeah. in the world... Heaps of alphas from yesteryear in the coaching mm. setup, and we can't get it right. Well, the, the August report didn't touch on that. 
No, and I not. think it should have, should have been number one recommendation. Let's fucking make property affordable for all Australians. Yeah, <laughs> that's where David Peaver fell down. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, I guess if we if we unpack, you know, it can, we'll continue to unpack the problems with Australia from a, from a sporting context. What do you think are some of the key moments? Uh, you know, well, well, let's start with the 2000 Olympics. What changed? What happened there? I think we were, well, personally, I just think, like you guys said, it was the, the zenith of Australia. Mm. We were, it was an intersectional time. We were still a small nation. Australia had a moment. Yeah, we were a small nation, but we were still, we were just uh, still, you know, punching above our weight, for yeah. want of a better term. And I think from We that- were smashing air guitars against, <laughs> you know, in the 4x100 in the pool. Yeah. Yeah, that's, how good was that? It's we also had, we, we had good moment. jumpers. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? That was when like Jai Tarima was relevant, right? Like yeah. Yeah. Tatiana Rigorieva. She won silver for the nation. Scotty Miller kicking Great around stuff. then. Scotty Miller. Who's Scotty really. Miller? I feel like I've already forgotten about Scotty Miller. And <laughs> He's I feel appearing bad. at Newtown Court uh, later today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. no. Nah, I, I believe he was Atlanta. So oh, okay. he wasn't yeah. part yeah. of the yeah. glory. Right. No, no. I also no. believe he was refused bail. So, yeah. Right. No. <laughs> all, all alleged. Yeah. At this yeah, yeah, all alleged. But yeah, I think Australia was at its absolute peak. It was at the very top of the mountain at that point. And I just think um, all of the uh, the unknown factor we became went from being the hunter to the hunted which is an excellent footy term no one would apply it to a nation <laughs> yeah. well I think uh, and also in, in regard to 2000 I think that was the time when other countries started to catch up to Australia in terms of sporting prowess they started putting their resources into sport Australia always recognised sport as a soft power diplomacy tool. You know, if we can be fucking good on the field, you know, that, that's good for our brand nationally, it's internationally. It's a yeah. flex. A massive yeah. flex. Yeah. But everyone's caught up there, pouring all their resources into it. Everyone's catching up to us now. That's right. I mean, no one, what, I mean, we were never invaded while Pat Rafter was fucking playing, were we? <laughs> no, so, I mean, nobody won yeah. the US Open twice. <laughs> no, that's right. No, kids, that's, kids, look at it. kids these days, I mean, they have no idea what it's like to have a number one tennis player from Australia. No, no. Or they never just, will. Yeah, well, like, look, poor Ash Barty, who is number one, in fairness to Ash. Of course. Apologies. It seems to... You know what he meant, though. You know, right? but you know what I meant. Don't cancel me, mate. Don't fucking cancel me. <laughs> no, well, I'm prepared. I've only just started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if she was playing 20 years ago, she wins that semi-final today and she's in the final and, she, yeah, and yeah. she lifts the trophy. That's she, where I'm but going. She, but she's yeah. also on Uncle Definitely. Toby's boxes. You know what I mean? She's <sighs> she's Golden Valley. Like, mm. there's none of that. No one's really that's sort still of... still around, Golden Valley. That that of course it is. That's up for our producer who we're going to get onto researching that because I'm not sure. I think it might be baby food, Golden Valley, awesome, foursome. But yeah. that was a time, wasn't it? Athletes on SPC cans. We respected our Olympians. No one gives a shit, respectfully, unrespect, disrespectfully. Mm. But no one, the the Olympian isn't really a valued commodity anymore, no. like it was. No, I don't it doesn't think have a monetary really value attached to it no. these days, does it? And like Tokyo got is like we've got postponed, and did anyone care? Like, I mean, was anyone sort of... No like, one's talking about it. No, like, I'm I mean... talking about it. I mean, we did. I mean, we did. We did a little bit, but not like the old we days. We did I measure mean, our national self-worth through gold medals. Yeah. Yes. And I wasn't, like, sleepless at night wondering how the Campbell sisters were going to deal with, you know, <laughs> having to wait another year to get in the pool at Tokyo. Yeah. Just, like, back in the day. They're not getting any younger. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, worry about how it would affect Kieran Perkins. Yeah, or Thorpey. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Thorpey was... At at a point in time, the greatest swimmer of all time, and it was like you know we were able to hang our hat on that. Uh, were we ever? And you know, like breaking records, we that still might be do. where it all went downhill when Thorpey went back to uni. Remember when he went to Macquarie <laughs> yeah, dude, Uni? Dude, he was in class with one of my mates, and they used to like they used to you know they're in like group assignments together and shit. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. No. Was Thorpey just putting his name on his assignment? I or, think so. I, yeah, that, I got that vibe that Thorpey was just sort of like you know, no, just no, come no. in the swimsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Thorpey's how big your feet? Thorpey's failed comeback. I think was this the nail in the coffin oh, for yes. sort of the Olympic movement and what it meant to Australia. When we saw 
all that, I think we all just sort of it was the equivalent gave of, up. It's yeah. the equivalent of punter yeah. getting knocked over. We were building up for one last go. He's human. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. That was bad. Do you yeah. think that pulling all the funding from like the AIS, for example, is part of the problem? I mean, that, the athletes used to live there and yep. just live and breathe success and gold medals, and mm. that was the fucking benchmark. Yep. And if you weren't good enough, you were booted. I don't think anyone lives there anymore, and I don't think it's funded. Like, I think they're shutting it down or something. They're probably yeah. defunding it or slashing funding to yeah. the back teeth. I'm sure they are. Yeah. We need to funnel more GDP into that if we're going to have any kind of success. Also, like, athletes were able to get away with more. Like, if you were a great athlete, it didn't matter what you did or what you said. It was swept under the rug. Or pre-Twitter, no one really heard you. But I love those views. stories. Like, yeah. I love hearing stories about athletes getting up to no good in a closed environment behind doors, you know, in a taxpayer-funded area yeah. like the AIS yeah. that's what I that's what I love I, want I don't want uh, yeah I don't want my taxpayer funded athletes having still knocks parties unless I'm invited yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like I, I don't want that on my on my watch as a taxpayer no, no. yeah so yeah the AIS I haven't actually thought about the AIS for a bloody long time I exactly. mean, it was a staple no. of, of the, the movement back back in the day when we were big, better than it? we should be we, we used to going to the AIS yeah. was that yeah. a camera yeah. yeah it was like you'd go Questacon into the AIS 100% it was like that, that schools were told the we went there as tours it, it was, was a part of the deal. national fabric yeah, you've yeah. got to go to the is check it out check it the you know the new crop of athletes that are going to be taking the world by storm and all the kids that just go there just to jump in that big pool of foam that was the only yep. thing i didn't give Couldn't a do shit. That i don't want to see our greco-roman wrestlers i just want to jump in that yeah the huge foam <laughs> pit <laughs> yeah and i mean well you know carry on edward well i was just going to say you know you were saying before that being well going well on the sporting field is a flex internationally <laughs> Do you think our problems with China have got a little bit to do with the fact that we don't win gold anymore? Look, I think if we're winning more gold, there'd be less conflict globally. Um, mm. I think, you know, we should be flexing against China because we're better than them at footy and cricket. Yeah, and yeah. I, what yeah. else matters? How good are China at cricket? Tell me that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mac Horton had a good go at it, didn't he? Like, he tried, but at the end of the day, Australians went, you know, how many touches did you get on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> how many softball yeah. gets did you get? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I think, I definitely think we need, I think gold medals are the way because we're definitely not going to strong arm them economically, no. culturally, culturally <laughs> militarily, any of those. Well, it's almost like the, you know, Mac v Sun Yang is the only way, the chance we have, right? Yeah. I think they're letting Sun back. I feel like mm. Sun's had another, like, right. he's had a, obviously, you know, he was, it, there was evidence to suggest, not to suggest, proven evidence that he smashed vials of blood with a hammer, yep. which, you know... Accidentally. It could be accidentally. He could be a handyman, right? Yeah. Um, but they've, allowed, they've like, turned it again, and he's now allowed to swim. So I don't know what... you know. I don't know who's, uh, you know, greasing the wheels there, but that's yeah. a... It's almost like the court of arbitration for sport is a toothless tiger, isn't it? You, yeah, when it's up it against, like, a, like, a communist superpower. Yeah. But, yeah... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's it's not looking good. No, and no. then I mean, from so obviously there's the Olympics, and then just before the Olympics, we were Rugby World Cup champions. Mm. Oh my god! Just a year before, back. just just a mere year before. Yeah, and again, growing up in an era where rugby union, you were just like you know just absolutely dominant, and then to now see where it's fallen yep. on its knees. Oh, it's sad, isn't it? I mean, like we tell a story on the podcast. So I remember when I went to school. And I was in year 12 and worried about my HSC. And we went out on the night of the World Cup grand final in Sydney, uh, which you might remember. Where Australia I do remember. Knocked mm. over by Johnny Wilkins. And yeah. Goal. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were getting, yeah. The tr- getting the train home and there was a bloke on the train in a six-seater had a Smirnoff ice in both hands. I was like, who's that bloke? And that's Sterling Mortlock <laughs> just sitting there. And he welcomed us over and we sat down with him. 
had a drink, and then I ended up getting off the. Station. He's on the train after after they lost the, the train. He yeah, just took yeah. the train City yeah. Rail. Uh, they, they weren't cap he charging took the at AOU. City Rail home. He took yeah. the City Rail train home on on World Cup grand final. Night. I'd expect that of today's Wallabies, right? In terms of what <laughs> you know, Rugby Australia can afford. Yeah. Not for Sterling. Just after a World Cup loss. Especially that shitty like line from Olympic Park. There's like three changes. Yeah. Can you imagine him like just jumping off at Lidcombe with two bloody stollies <laughs> in one, each hand? Like it's yeah. just so incongruous. But it was just like that that's how good and connected Australian rugby was with the public back then. You could just get on a city rail train and see Sterling Mortlock. And I walked home with him. You know, we got off at Rosewell Station together and I walked home with him and he, he comforted me about the HSC. I was telling him, mate, I've got my results coming out in a couple of weeks, I'm a little bit nervous and he said, Mate, don't worry about it, you know. I got 80 odd, you know, did all right. Not the be all and end all of everything. Yeah. And that's great. That's a really nice And I was comforted by a rugby world cup playing (laughs) player. Did you you ask him about the game? Yeah. Was it like, fuck, that was tough. Funnily enough. (laughs) (laughs) Got a contact number for someone at KPMG though. (laughs) And then we walked out of the station. There were some cops kind of standing there on the other side of the road. And he just shouted out, you fucking pigs. (laughs) And they did nothing. Absolutely nothing because he's a rugby rugby player for Australia. That's what you get. It's the weirdest story, but but uh, it was a different time. That is the weirdest story yeah. I've ever heard. Yep, yep, yep. That's fantastic, though. Right? It's great, though. Yeah, that's what yeah. rugby union needs to get back to. Not did you see that? I, that and like, I don't know if this is a sign of how far away they've got it from, you know, what the nation needs. But they held, they like had a, a convention, almost like a like a G twenty or whatever it's called mm. summit. <laughs> Yeah. Of like all these former Australians to come together oh, and yeah. pick the colour of the jersey Possibly. for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. Looking and after I'm the important issues. Just trying to work out <laughs> yeah. whether you That know. was split. It was like down it was like down the middle. I yeah. think the Who had the cast The chairman Michael someone Lund. had to come in over the top <laughs> right. and make the deciding factor. Like that's how divided Australian yeah, can't rugby even agree is. on a fucking can't even color. agree on the color of the jersey. And I mean, I guess also, and this is something Eddie and I have spoken about, but the transition from cotton to polyester in just a jersey <laughs> yeah. also, to me, seemed like a, a bit of a, a a turning point for our for our successes. When did they switch mm. to that fabric? Well, I feel like it was in the early two thousands. The yeah. Olympics. It was when they got tight. That it was, was when so they baggy got baggy back then. Oh, I've got really a memory of two thousand and seven. Yeah. World Cup, well, I where we were... looked a little bit polyester, a bit tight, a bit, bit sort of bogan silk, yeah. no yeah. collars. That's mm. my memory. Yeah, because I remember Todd Ikefu had it was flapping in the breeze with Vodafone and Stephen was... Larkham, just yeah. a jersey hanging off him. He was yeah. an absolute coat hanger in that jersey. <laughs> yeah, well, Not Stephen Larkham just always looked like a naughty private school boy when he's when you have it like get interviewed with the bucket hat on news, he'd be like. Yeah, hopefully the teacher will let me out today after training if I do my lines. You know, he, just, he always had that baby face, but yeah. the jersey never fit Larko properly. It was, no, and, and I think that was fit snugly around his physique because he didn't have a union physique. No, that's right. And then yeah, it's I think about two thousand and seven. I'm thinking like Quade Cooper or someone when it got cool. It got, got cool and, and tight. Cool. The shorts were too tight. Yeah, the polyester jersey really fucked everything. If you ask me. <laughs> But it's a great way to look at you know sporting history. When jerseys changed, we changed. Yes. Maybe we were better when the jerseys were baggy. Maybe it was better just dragging someone over the sideline. Maybe Australia was better during that time. Yeah, I like think. maybe we were better at like cricket we when the sleeve sponsors on our shirts were just poorly ironed on so you actually couldn't mm. see what the sponsor was. But we weren't wearing yeah. flat, bim, flat brims in a BBL match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's tough. That's a whole yeah. other yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah. When you that's it, right? When yeah. you're seeing when you're seeing you know a national player with his ears tucked into his hat, and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh god, this is yeah. this is <laughs> Don Bradman would be rolling in his grave. Bradman is enough reverence shown to Bradman today? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, probably not. Probably not enough reverence. I wouldn't. No, I don't think so. No, no, no. 
Well, I mean, we always say, for example, and no disrespect to the great Alan Border, hmm. but the medal that goes to the best male cricket player of the year, how that's not called the Don Bradman, yeah. I will never know. Mm, that is odd, isn't it? Not sure. Can we just give him another museum, maybe? <laughs> yeah. But full, yeah. full of art. He hasn't got enough. He don don't, the Don does not have it. Protective have enough. of his image, Bradman. Yeah, mm. would yeah. have signed off on that, I think. The Bradman family, the trust. Yeah. Mm, really? It's, it's like Trumpish. Yeah. With old Donnie's everywhere. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best batting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app, you'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Well, yep. Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you follow along on my prof is what I'm saying is daddy, they are calling me daddy value. And I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you mm, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You've been pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the, you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's no, but he's got it on, and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Well, no, you- we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I for. did the bets. I no, just you didn't-, didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't went on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told that's me, it. told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right, so that's the problem. That's the problem. We've, we've now uncovered... The you didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Nads. Cheers, Nads. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season. We know that. 
It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hellosport.shop. I guess... There's a there's been a shift culturally in Australian cricket from the the macho. Um, I guess it's uh, it's it's macho. It's the sort of respect your elders, yeah. shit on the youngers, and now it's a bit more like you know fresh faced, corporate friendly, corporate brand friendly, friendly, brand friendly. Exactly. So the how do you of the larrikin? It, yes. it coincides with the death of the larrikin, I think. Okay, mm, definitely. That's what I was leading into the, the egalitarian. Uh, era of cricket. I, I just yeah. picture like Usman Khawaja taking on Justin Langer, you know, in the test. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, that, that was all w- scripted. That wouldn't happen on Bob <laughs> That whole conflict was scripted. <laughs> oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, the scripted Larrikin age. We, we <laughs> but yeah, the death of the, uh, yeah, definitely ties into the death of the Larrikin, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, uh, was the Australian cricket team full of Larrikins? I would say so. Uh, and is it full of them now? No, it's not. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, you look back to even just like a, a, a short while back in 1989, David Boone smashing 52 <laughs> beers on the flight to Heathrow. Mm. I mean, that was celebrated at the time. There was, you know, a lot of former players that made millions out of corpies dining out on that story for years. Yeah. But if that happened today, I mean, Booney would get cancelled. I mean, he'd be into his second beer and some bloke three rows behind him on Qantas would just fucking hop on the Qantas Wi-Fi, take a photo of him, Booney smashing a beer in his club polo. (laughs) Done. Yep. By the time he lands in Heathrow, he'd be fucking out of the team. Lloyd blues his contract. <laughs> Off you go to Sandy Bay grade for fucking three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and so what do you think has been the, the cause of this, The I mean, the cancellation of the Larrikin? Mm. Well, the Larrikin, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we don't even really know if it's cancelled, do we? I mean, uh, we, we, we're pretty sure it is. But then I open the Daily Telegraph and it says it's not. So, Or it says it's yeah. dying, but there's still... Out there There's somewhere. constant articles in mainstream media about the death of the larrikin. Is the is the larrikin dead? Is our famed larrikin spirit under threat? And I think so. Yeah. And I think the Australian cricket team is a good example of that. The erosion of the larrikin, the erosion yeah. of character in Australian cricket, and the surrender of that character to brands. That's right. I mean, corporate like, interests. Well, does that all does that tie into as well? Just in the in the celebration of the hundred now becoming about showing the back of the bat as opposed to like it, it used to be a a moment of unbridled joy. Can't even think about. I don't have time to think about you know my corporate interest at this point. Yeah. It's more just me embracing my nation, everyone there, mm. and now it's like. Let me get the koala mattress. Yeah, yeah it's in disgraceful. There. I mean, it started with David Warner, didn't it? Doing the the, the Toyota, Toyota loop, and we all at the start we all sort of went, "No, I don't think he's doing it. I'll give him a chance." And then he did it twenty five times in a row, and we knew exactly what. And he we was just doing. knew it worked because it was like little short form grab. They could grab that, clip it up on social, integrate yeah. the Toyota logo into it. Very viable, great for the brand. Yeah, great for his brand awareness. So Phenomenal. that was when I. That's probably the first time I became quite sceptical. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So David Warner killed the larrikin. That's basically what I'm saying in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Dave's Dave's. In fairness to Dave, Dave early on was doing his best to sort of, I guess, embody a bit of the larrikinism, and that I almost feel like it was beaten out of Dave a little bit. He was punching yeah. people, you know, he was yeah. being aggressive, and everyone was sort of like, "Oh, I like this guy." And then it slowly it was like he was yeah. chat. He was 
uh, I guess he was shackled a little bit and sort of made to feel like that wasn't the Mate, way. I still remember playing under 11 cricket against Dave Warner and we got him out cheap. I got him out cheap. I think he nicked off early. What were you bowling? Oh, 130s. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I was just bowling. See, Mark? I'm just happy to get along the wicket. Got him out early. He stood on the sideline for the rest of the match in his pads shouting at us. Shouting, shouting at the fielders. Just sledging us. He was 11. <laughs> See, he's had the larrikin beaten out of him. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Like the corporate, and, and dollar, the corporate it. dollars had its way with him, yeah, and it's, yep, it's ground him down, and he's just a nub now. Well, you yep. see what he is now, and he's he's not a, he is so like he's so like married to the corporate dollar that now it's he's doing these his social media is just a thing like it's disgraceful. Mm. It's sad to see. Mm. What is it? Just is he in the third person? Are they? Is it David Warner? Are you not following him? Dave's? Dave is. Unfortunately not. Well, look, you it's know what? TikToks. TikTok. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. So he's he's obviously Dave realizes that the corporate dollar bigger in India than anywhere else. Money if you off. can, mm. if you can get in there, he's and smart. he's yeah. oh look, well, his business manager is, and he is basically there's like face swaps you can do where Dave's now getting his face put on like iconic Indian movies. And it's like, guess what movie I'm in? And it's him like Bollywood oh, dancing and that's shit. That's so cynical. Yeah. Or him and Candace doing TikToks over lockdown was something that was like dance. Got us through lockdown. Down, well, get us through. Inspired me. Yeah. Just yeah. the amount of rupees that were coming in. That's all I was just thinking. <laughs> he's got rupees out the arse. Yeah. And yeah, his so following's like, he's got like 4 million followers Well, now. he's setting himself yeah. up. Binger style, yeah. post career yeah. for a crack at Bollywood. Do you think it's having the reverse effect though? Like this, the corporate, you know. The big corporates trying to, you know, have their way with the athletes. So they're all media trained to the bloody nth degree and they're squeaky clean and they're always on point and they're always on brand. Yeah. But there's so much of that crap that I almost don't even hear it anymore because it's so vanilla. It's white like, noise, isn't it? Going back to the Larrikin, I think, with the right brand actually would make you stand out from the crowd a little bit, you know? I, I, I think so. we need to embrace going back to the Larrikin. Like, like, yeah. I think the brands Bring the Larrikin back. Bring the Larrikin back. Yeah. Like, look at the Balkan Bulldog, Pukowski, right? The big mullet, everyone's fucking right. loving it. He speaks well, but he's, he looks like a bit of a wild bit of gear. And I think people are loving it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely loving it. If he oh, came yeah. out and spoke Ocker, I think people would melt. <laughs> yeah, but you watch next summer, he'll come out with the tightest metro cut you've ever seen, clean shaven. Yeah. He'll be fade. speaking in bloody Tight corporate fade. tongues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you look at Shane Warne. I mean, Shane Warne was and is the greatest Australian larrikin that cricket has ever produced. Mm. And Shane Warne was recently spotted at Sexyland, <laughs> uh, an adult sex toy warehouse, and he had no fucking worries about being seen there. The no. Daily Mail caught wind of it, it was all over their headlines. That's the great thing about Shane Warne. Doesn't give a fuck. He's pulled up out the front left the car running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll be back in a moment. I'm yeah, just going to go get a dildo and some panties. Yeah. Yeah. He likes to be known as sure. a rooter. Yeah. <laughs> that's his that's yeah. brand Shane is to root, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's that story of him in Paddington, I think, in the UK? He left all the windows open, got a couple of his friends over and had like a sex party all night. <laughs> and <laughs> kept all the neighbours up, got noise complaint after noise complaint. He just kept going, fucking beat it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to apologise. I'm not going to apologise for this. That's yeah, the cops turn up here. So, yes, I am in here fucking. Yeah, that is yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. It is Shane Warne here yeah. fucking. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, just back to your back to your question as well. Yeah, the, the corporate side of things is, is definitely just diluting everything, isn't it? Like mm. everything's so homogenised now, oh. isn't it? And I just think of a cricketer like Marcus Stoinis. Yeah. Like Australia's fucking desperate for him to be good, aren't they? Because yeah. they just know that, you know, hundreds of years. Because he's fucking hot as shit. Of course, you know, I just want to, mm. yeah, I, I just want to see yeah, you know, him scoring runs for Australia, but also yeah. think about just like the posts for like coconut water and shit yeah. like that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And it's like coconut water. Tradey undies. Yeah, exactly. The well, that's on now. brand. Those, co- 
corporate interests are on yeah. brand. Yeah. Not, not a telco. Don't give me a bank. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, Commonwealth Bank, and they're on there, and it's like, like t- seeing Tim Payne with the wicket keeping gloves in the for the Commonwealth Bank or whatever, and he's like catching hot potatoes in the kitchen, and you're like, fuck. Oh, you know that yeah. it's just killing him inside. Yeah, as well. dude. Yeah. He's like, I've got to provide my children. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. He's like deep down, fucking. Yeah, it's like cricket marketing like that hasn't moved forward in any way. Like you know, like puns using the word maiden, bowling a maiden mm. over and shit like that, and yeah. people catching yeah. shit like that. It's just never evolved. No, no. yeah, and doing a little thirty second spot in a yeah. backyard, a bit of backyard cricket. Yeah, yeah. how about here? We'll get shake it up, We'll get someone really unlikely who's shit at cricket to bowl you and everyone will laugh and everyone like, yeah, yeah yeah or the the uh you know the dumb cricketer in the kitchen there's right where that, i think that's one where mitchell stark's <laughs> using his uh t-pain's uh wicket keeping gloves to get the hot oven tray out and t-pain's like where are my gloves <laughs> to be fair that's a good gag oh yeah that was look yeah, i mean maybe I ch- wrong choice wrong choice that was <laughs> that's a timeless ad that we'll be you know reflecting on but um it's interesting to see, you know, like with the the death of the uh, I'm on cricket still, the death of the the cricketing larrikin and the the, the death seemingly of the cricketing alpha male. Mm. It seemed to have affected us evolutionary like physically. Like there's no facial hair, there's no body hair, there's no arm hair anymore. Yeah. Like mm. you looked at the 11, you know, in the 70s and they're just dripping. Oh. Well, there yeah. was no Gillette sponsorships. There was just Rothmans. <laughs> Everyone just had a cigarette sponsorship and just died at the age of 54. <laughs> had the chest out, you know, like had the buttons undone, the big chest, the big rug out. Like, yeah, the, I, I yeah. yearn for those days. I just, even yeah. though I wasn't even alive, it's I just see of, those photos. I'm like, God, save us. I could, I could just do with a dose of that. The cultural yeah. progression of what our ideas of masculinity, whilst, you know, we all still hold on to hairy-chested, hairy-arm males, it seems like it's more... Look at Steve Smith, greatest player in the country. No body hair, high-pitched <laughs> voice, weird-looking, yeah. not a leader of men, mm. but somehow he's like the man to, to lead the country. Yeah. He's got like a boxy sort of body. Like he just looks a little bit out of place, but I just want him to have a moustache and emphysema. Yes. <laughs> but also like when you think about Steve Smith, like he's probably going to be regarded as one of the greatest cricketers of all time. But like I remember when my dad took me to the SCG and... Bradman was in his final years, but he saw him in the corner of you know the SCG members and said, "Look at that! That's that's Don Bradman. You know he's the greatest cricketer ever." Yeah, like I'm not going to be telling my three year old son if I see Steve Smith in a fucking Parramatta Westfield food court. Look at that guy! <laughs> look at him! You know, put my arm around him. That's that's that's, that's the greatest the cricket Australia's produced. No, yeah. I'll just be taking a photo of him and fucking sharing it with my mates on WhatsApp. Yeah, he's exactly. fucking Steve Smith. <laughs> yeah, it's no, you can nearly make him out if you just go mm. turn it on an angle. There's no yeah. reverence. I don't have the reverence for these characters anymore no. that I used to. No. Not at all. There's like I, I guess in the bowling batsman certainly bowling. I'm I've still got a little bit of like there's a little bit of the reverence there. Nathan Lyon, for whatever reason, I've got some reverence for. I don't know what it is. It's like Man, he bowls these ones. Like he just bowls off spin. That's what's kind of the problem. It's like you've got a lot of wickets and you're good, but you bowl off spin. So it's like I don't feel entirely comfortable. Yeah. I'm conflicted emotionally. I can do yeah. the thing you do, and you do it professionally and make millions of dollars, but I can still do the same thing you do. Yeah. yeah. And when it does spin, doesn't don't tell me you bowl the arm ball. It no, just, yeah. that was natural variation. Yeah, that's just... lack of natural variation. <laughs> you have one fucking ball. That's all you've got. Yeah, and Respectfully, the Jeff, of which are these bold ones? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I've never seen the Jeff happen. <laughs> I've heard about it in training, and yeah, then yeah. they go, "Oh, was that the Jeff? Oh no, it hit a crack. No, yeah, it, that, it, was, it, that was the Jeff." <laughs> and then you know, Pat Cummins. Now, if we talk about you know getting fisted by the corporate dollar, Pat Cummins. Oh, he's oh a, my mate. god, 
He's on they've the had it, they've had their way with they've him. They've had yeah. their way with him. Yeah, but he, he doesn't have a say, and he has good. At, he is good at what he does. No, he's just a soulless shell now, just shipped from fucking corporate gig to corporate gig, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He looks like a hostage. Like if you look closely, he's blinking in fucking Morse code. Like help me get yeah. me out of this situation <laughs> with his five hundred thousand dollars like Hubalt watch. Yeah, 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 right. Oh, he's dressed well. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he lives a, a nice life, but. He may well be a hostage. We interviewed him, and my takeaway was just this How guy's done. Are, is, is, are we 50th interview today? You know what I mean? Yep. Like Because they just roll him out because he's yeah. stunning and he's the best in the world, but at what cost? Now, this, yeah. I don't want to get us cancelled, and this isn't, you know, it's never a good way to start a sentence, but we've obviously, Eddie and I noticed a. Uh, a while ago, just sort of in some of our, uh, you know, when we dedicate ourselves to scientific research, that there was, there's a there's a correlation between the the quality of the athlete cricketer in this sense and the flashiness of their wag. Less flashy wag, more quality human being, and probably cricketer. Right. Now, obviously, there are exceptions to the rule, um, but I feel like, and again, respectfully, it seems like the. Fl- with the advent of Twitter and social media, that the flashier wag has become maybe a little more prominent within society. And as such, from an Australian standpoint, sport has suffered as well. Is that fair? Am I cancelled? I know, I know what you're putting down and I'm picking it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, look, I know exactly what you're saying. For example, Steve Smith's fiance, now wife, Danny Willis, I think her name yes. is. Yeah. yeah. Very demure, not that it's a great word to use, but she's rarely <laughs> online and she's off, uh, you know, she's got legal degrees. Correct. Don't hear a thing out of us. No. Look at Steve. Mm. Just racking up runs for yes, fun. exactly. Yeah. Doubles, triples. That's right. right. Then you look at some other wags who will remain nameless. Yes. But they, their profile has risen so much that it's almost outgrown their you know, significant other significant other for prominence. It's almost like, well, why don't you fucking strap on the pads and open the back? That's again? it. Mm. Yeah. And maybe that's an option. Yeah. It's, and I'm sorry if that's offended anyone. And if we just got cancelled for me. Um, oh, fuck. We just push, started this one. <laughs> those, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's a look. Oh, well. That, cancel us. Cancel yeah. us. <laughs> don't cancel us. Uh, but I just think it's worth considering. And that's something that we've spoken about. We've spoken about it at length. On the podcast. And, and we have social media yeah. economy is the economy that we trade in now. And likes mean everything. The amount yeah. of followers you are dictates the kind of person that you Engagement. Mm, that's right. You know? Yep. Well, you hear that out of every, you know, player from yesteryear. They all say the same thing. Jeez, if they had social media in my day, like <laughs> the it, amount of things the amount of, you know, those like, I'd be fucking I'd be locked up. And, and I, they would be. And I <laughs> believe genuinely be jailed. No, I genuinely believe them. Because then they proceed to tell you stories where you go, Good law. <laughs> <laughs> if that's true, then yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if that was cool, mate, you'd be in right prison. Now. We had a, a, an interesting 15-minute conversation with one blocker roach a couple of weekends ago that certainly confirms... Well, confirms wow. what I'm talking about. Some of the things you were saying, if filmed, yeah. Yeah. used in evidence in a criminal matter. <laughs> Case closed. And then she came in with some ice cubes and the nine iron and... Oh, I can stop that right. sounds like a great Corpy story. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh. Dude, well, the Corpy. I mean, I love the Corpy. That's, that's almost the staple of the Corpy. Don't bring your phone... I, I find what's amazing with the Corpy now... Is that there's a there's a trust of the audience that mm. I think is just astounding. Where it's like, oh. don't use your phone. Oh, Ch- about to say Chatham some House really rules, boys. Yeah. Yeah. When I hear the phrase Chatham House, I fucking rub my fingers together. Yeah. Yes. yes, this is going to be good. You got to think about the corpies thirty years from now. I mean, the corpies that are going around now, those stories from the seventies, eighties, those blokes are going to die soon. Yeah. Mm. What's what's the corpie of twenty thirty going to look like? It's look. That's if if you're a, well, a sandpaper, you know, surely. 
But I mean, even then, like sandpaper is going to be like a third. It's no one who's actually directly involved. I think is going to talk, talk about, about it. it. No. But like, Imagine also, you. that's not that fun. We already know what happened in sandpaper. I want to hear about how a former NRL player bashed the fuck out of someone on a night out because <laughs> yeah. they said something to the chick they were with. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, is the, to that point, is the NRL the last bastion of the corpy of the of, of the wild story that yeah. will make the corpy? I mean, I can't see the current crop of cricket players. To your point, rolling out. Manus, they going to roll yeah, out? Manus will be dying. Oh, out back in 2013, I did 15 interviews in a day. You know? I had a really good brand partnership with Koala Mattress. <laughs> in 2010. Like well, even the, even rugby league, like you're right, it's the last bastion because they're all yeah. You know, not not to disparage a whole code, but you know, players from lower socioeconomic backgrounds. Obviously, there's always going to be a bit of a larrikin streak there. But I just think that their stories are still just with in line with the times. They're just getting more and more sanitised. So I think it's going to be like, oh, I remember back in the day, I had 13 cruises and then went home and played Call of Duty at yeah, yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning. On Twitch. And then, yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's, that's, that sounds like a rugby union or cricket story. And then in rugby league, it's like, oh, yeah, my teammate, uh, he got done doing gay porn in a glory hole. Uh, in, <laughs> but he's a good bloke. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that Call of Duty story was kind of Rugby lame. league just always finds a way to one-up. That's what rugby league. That's why rugby league will always remain. Yeah, yeah. I think I think probably the five most astonishing stories I've ever heard in my life. And I'm not just talking about sport. I'm just talking about my whole life. All rugby league stories. (laughs) Yeah, definitely from Mad Monday. Yeah, and you've and you know there are like there are like you know the pyramids and sort of these amazing things just historically. And then it's like, but rugby league actually (laughs) still provides. And every year it's like. You see, the, the journos written like, we'll write the same thing after every off-season. We've got to get a hold of this thing. Like, oh, we've yeah, got to start. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, good fucking luck, dude. You've been trying this for so long. Yeah. And every single year without fail. Like, I honestly, when the Kurt Capewell glory hole story came out, mm. which we've, you know, we've covered with a meticulous analysis <laughs> that you would expect. <laughs> like, I think we did three hours. <laughs> it was an emergency pod. Yeah, it had to be done. Exactly. I, like, that's the, that was... That was the wildest thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm. And then there's one that's recently broken, which is much more salacious than Scout with Adam Elliott, but I'm like, again, I just can't. You can't. Yeah. But it's also just things. the nature of the way that, that that really summed up rugby league's predicament is just the way that Capewell just accepted it. He's like, yeah, yeah I did it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Back in the day, you'd be just going on the front foot PR wise, you know, full denials everywhere, you know, getting Roxy Jasenko yeah. in to try yeah. and clean yeah. up your image. You know, he's just like, yeah, I, I did do that thing with the glory hole. Yeah, I and, think I, I, and I told the boys. So yeah. I got on the WhatsApp yeah, yeah. thread. Everyone told knows. the boys. Everyone's up front. Everyone knows about it. We're and I do like that. I think, unfortunately, for Kurt. It was, it was like there was no amount of PR spin could have got you out of that room and out mm. of that glory hole. It was well, he's like, training no, the house was... down now, though. So he's oh like... no, no. Yeah. Well, he just he come off a great year, yeah, yeah. great year, play for Queensland, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so. now training the house down. Yeah. So yeah. you know, yeah. all signs are positive. Yeah. But do you think you know, in some ways, Australian sport and Australia, if you know, it wants to be great again, needs to learn a lot from rugby league and how they're going about their work because. From my perspective, it's going from strength to strength, and mm. it's the bastion of the larrikin. Like they are, there's some fucking wild renegades running around the code who just don't really give a shit yeah. about laws or social norms or. We're gonna let boys be boys, don't you? Correct. I mean, yeah, Peter Valandis, you've met him. I think you guys yeah, had yeah. a bit of one-on-one time. with Pete's Pete. a dear friend now. Mm. Uh, invited us to the races. We got a plaque mounted in his honor at Wollongong University. So yeah. yeah, but Pete gets it. Yeah, he gets it. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> he listened to one guy on Facebook and changed the whole rules. Yeah, so well, exactly. He does get it in a way. He's trying to bring uh, three grades back next year. What do you guys think about? Look, that? I don't mind three grades. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things where I'm also like, 
probably not going to watch it. Yeah, that's right. I want it, but I'm not going. But they. Yeah. But so the difference. <laughs> it's not commercially think, viable, but I want it. Yeah. If he because it was it back like, it was like the old days yeah. when life was better. Yeah. 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 But if he brings it back like they used to be played, as in like there's 15 minutes between a game. Yep. Then yeah, I'll probably yeah. go early and watch the footy. But the, before that, they were playing under twenties two hours before. Who the fuck is going two well, hours early? Thing, isn't no. it? Yeah, they've well, got to do it properly. Yeah, yeah. Ro- games rolling into games, blokes games on the hill, tinnies. Yeah. I'm talking about you know clap on. Yeah. You know the everyone older grade. Tu- everyone gets the down tunnel. on the field, makes yeah. a tunnel, go yeah. through the tunnel, war yeah. cries. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the whole thing's so fucking chopped up from like seven fucking curtain raises yeah. that blokes <laughs> are just doing ACLs running onto the ground. <laughs> Chop it up. Yeah. I want to see the club president rocking up with his third wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I want. So he's been married, the games are so long that he's been married three times. <laughs> yeah. That's how you build a community. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the death of the cheerleader as well. That's a that's a sad story. Again, rugby league holds on. Well, I mean, yeah. is there, are there, no, are there calls? No, well, there's there's every, like clubs slowly even in rugby league. I think South Parramatta, there the cheerleaders going, you know, the way of the cassette tape. It's like they're they're getting yeah. rid of it, which is they don't have cheerleader of the week anymore in big league. <laughs> well, no, big league's gone as well. <laughs> Prince oh, big league's gone. They, they, mm. uh, rugby league week still there? Look, I think, I think just hanging on. They might have gone digital, yeah. but yeah, it's tough. <sighs> It's tough. Times are tough. Mm. Yeah, times but, are real I mean, tough. media publishing. Probably print media. I think it's just a free newsletter now. It's yeah. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's EDMs. Yeah. yeah, but the whole cheerleader thing, I mean, that's a bloody Pandora's box too, isn't it? You know, it's tough. It's yeah. Especially canceled. when you have cheerleaders coming out in, in, in opposition to the decision. Yes. Because obviously there's a lot there. There is a push out there that it is a political correctness thing. You know, whatever whatever side of the fence you sit on, whatever There's been think. male cheerleaders though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Of course, yeah. But, but it's, Rugby it, League has even really introduced male upsets. cheerleaders at times, I remember. Yeah, that's right. But it really upsets the PC why. movement <laughs> when, it's, when the actual women are coming out and saying, no, we, we don't want to be cancelled. You know yes, I mean? exactly. Yeah. We'd like to. Well, cheer. We all yeah. live in fear of cancellation, yeah, and that's the problem with society now yeah. and sport. I and think. that and that conundrum leaves me as a uh, you know a, a white forty uh, year old red meat male. Cis, I no, 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 no idea. Cis, cis male. Cis male. I have, there is nothing right that I can say about this. No, in fact, yeah. you know what? You should just. Can you just listen? Can you just, <laughs> just, just delete all your social media? Can you media just sit back and listen? We've heard enough from you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to I me, a white male. About <laughs> look, I mean, look if they if they want to do it, you know, mm. if the girls want to cheer, like, right? if the girls want to cheer, let them cheer. But if also equally, if the boys want to cheer, let them cheer. You know, mm. if you're good enough to cheer, then cheer. If, if you've got what it takes to cheer, yeah, said that. then you should be able to. You know, cheer. if you if you live and breathe cheer, if yeah. you roll out of bed wanting. And yearning to cheer, you should be allowed. What I if think, the, yeah, yeah, everyone should be able to do what they want in this situation, unless you're a man over the age of fifty who wants to sit with your uh, hand uh, head over the fence with your jaw on the ground ogling. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's the kind of thing we want to eliminate here. Okay. Mm. Everything else, yeah. everyone else, happy, carry on. Don't if you, you're not allowed binoculars in the crowd. To like, <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to come in. Can't into the zoom on your iPhone. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Put your phones down. Put Don't phones come in out. with binoculars yeah. wearing a trench coat. Keep your hands okay? visible. What? <laughs> What if you introduce a bit more like athleticism to the cheering? Well, I'm, that's why I'm you know saying I mean? with some guys, the American, the, the they American get right up there, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Oh, they get up there. Yeah. yeah. Add oh, some yeah. danger to it, and then they, you know, maybe danger pay comes into it. Throw these yeah. chicks up into the air. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a, a good compromise. Pay. Yeah, it's like a pep rally kind of thing with blokes just chucking people in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Respectfully, consensually, and you know, socially acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like we're getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, look, I guess the final question we have to tackle, just it's the broad overarching uh, question, is around where Australia sits 
you know, no longer it would seem an elite sporting nation, mm. despite the fact that I guess that is how we identify. Mm. Uh, is there a way out of this? Is there a way out for for Australia in terms of, you know, clearly we're no longer alpha, but that's the sort of that's you know. I'm not how sure. We I mean, we, I don't think so. We've got our traditional mm. sports that we've always been good at, and we're getting worse at. I mean, we could look at other sports. Maybe we could get into some new sports, reinvest, mm. yeah, possibly okay. reopen the break AIS. dancing potentially, break dancing, cheerleading. <laughs> which has been added to 2028, I think. Which again, I'm still. Unsure, I, it doesn't make sense. But it's look, another opportunity to win. It's goal. an opportunity to win yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I think take so. it. Yeah, the I mean, worrying thing about for me is that we're just performing culture reviews into literally all of our national sporting organisations. So we can stop doing that. We might be yeah. Right. Let's stop looking into the weeds. You know, let's just let's, let's stop commissioning expensive reports into yeah. culture. Yeah, and let's just fucking be good again at sport because the culture was fine when we weren't looking into it, or like we were doing well when we weren't worried about culture, and we were doing well when we were sledging. Yes. And we were doing well when there weren't stump mics that were picking up everything. Yeah. That's, there's a literal correlation between sledging and aggression on the field and Australia's sporting success, and we've whitewashed all of that. I mean, we should, I think we should stop, care, stop caring about being liked. Do you think that's the problem? I think I think there was a, came a time where we, social we were, media, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a problem, oh, right? Man, Australia's cricket team's a pack of assholes, isn't it? Look at them. So Australia will only like succeed if big tech, yeah, yeah, if big tech just dies. Basically, yeah, you've got to get yeah. rid of social media, get good at sport again. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a bit in that. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't mind having a bit of cunt about the <laughs> about the national side. Yeah. You know, I, that sort of gets me up and about. The yeah, national side, yeah, particularly yeah. Australia. And yes, Michael Australian Clark colours. actually yeah. came out recently and pumped that up, didn't he? Say we we need to stop worrying about being liked and worried about winning games. Said by bloke who no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to get on Jamie Packer's yacht. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. To go to a Neil Perry restaurant. <laughs> yeah, Pass, can you hurry up that song, please, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I drove a Lamborghini to a great, uh, to a great game. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, look, I'm not going. Going to just on pup. I don't know if I've said this before. He's looking very muscular at the moment. More like I know he puts up photos of him going to the gym, but he's now like he's waxed all body hair from his body. And I'm just mm. trying to work out whether he's on some like what supplements pups on post mm. career. Red faced, mm. right? And just looking a bit little of a Herbalife going on. Just yeah, exactly. Isogenics, maybe <laughs> ice chips. <laughs> maybe he's hit his midlife crisis early. Yeah, like uh, I mean, he's one of those prodigy kids that didn't have a youth, mm. so maybe his lifespan is all fucked up. You know what I mean? That now he's like, what? He's in his early thirties, and he's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> I'm going to take be some at least steroids. 40, allegedly, 40s. allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, where does Bert Atomic sit on the paradigm? Uh, not Bert Atomic. Uh, Nick Kyrgios on sort of the continuum of Australian athletes, where you he's like he's almost like the champion for millennial ideals. Oh, well, he's almost like the the larrikin of the modern Australia. Yeah, isn't he? He's, He's a new the social age, media larrikin. New age yep. digital larrikin. I think Big he confuses social. a lot of uh, middle Australia, doesn't he? I mean, we talk about Nick Kyrgios yeah. endlessly. Uh, mm. we, we just can't sit in a... We can't find a position. Australians in general, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and again, it just comes down to uh, if he's losing... He's an asshole, but if he's winning, then they're happy to look past that. He's entertaining. Well, yeah. I feel like that's the older audience. Yeah. Right? Like if you're yeah. older, if you're yeah. a boomer, if he's not winning, he's a prick. But if he's if he's winning, it's right. Whereas I feel like the younger audience is almost seeing him as like yeah. the the future. He's the like the neo of Australian yeah. sport. Yeah. And I feel like it's actually really taken off in the last twelve or eighteen months as well since he's jumped on board. I mean, how if you want an idea of how fucked Australia is, Nick Kyrgios is leading the way on COVID. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So ever since that's happened, yeah, that. 
that's a fucking hell of a point. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and there's been a groundswell behind him ever since that ha- that's happened. Well, there's not I much think... leadership elsewhere. <laughs> no, <there's> <laughs> Nick Kyrgios <laughs> getting on, Nick COVID <laughs> getting on the front foot. <laughs> and I think from that point that he's really got the youth behind him now. I think he's like a he's like a, a symbol. But, but the yeah. thing about Kyrgios is like we always view our athletes like he he confuses us because he's he doesn't care too much. He's brash. He's on digital. He's on social. That kind of stuff. And we traditionally like our athletes to be extracting every little bit of juice out of the natural talent they've got. Yeah. You know, we love an underdog. We love a bloke who's he's actually rubbish. Like we love Leighton Hewitt because he wasn't actually naturally that good, but fuck me, he fought hard. <laughs> he, well, he, he fought for his slams, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like tooth yep. and nail. Nick Curios, you know, on his day, top ten in the world, he trains fifteen minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have a coach. But what we can't wrap our head around, and someone I think even Roger Federer said this, being like have you ever considered that what Nick's doing is his own form of success? Like, he may well think, I've fucking made it here. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. as good as yeah. I can get. Yeah. Or as, as good as I care to get. That's what yeah, yeah, I care a to listener, get. Well, that's part of it. But right? a li- one of the listeners of our podcast called in with a similar sort of thought around him, a, a, a curious in the sense that, like, he's almost the absolute millennial where it's like yeah. he just comes in he just does the bare minimum to get by he doesn't mm. care about excelling too much mm. sure I could be the best in the world if I really tried at least mm. that's what everyone's telling themselves <laughs> yep. but I'm just going to come here gonna, I'm not going to train I'm just going to fuck around got a lot of head noise you know life's, we've all got head noise these days the millennial it's like he's the, he's the perfect example but I'm just going to be in there I'm going to be brash oh yeah I'm going to do like you know drop shots I'm going to yeah. be a bit of a cunt yeah but as well, long as is, I'm big on socials as long as I'm big on socials <laughs> yeah. and I do like the Conor McGregor walk after a point it's like everyone's yeah. like yes more of this but yeah. that is so relatable like if you just kind of un, like you just set the the, t- the tone for yourself like you don't have to perform because you've got that out you know exactly yeah, yeah I, I don't oh, have sorry a coach. I didn't turn up well you know I wasn't going to win anyway don't have a coach sorry don't try you yeah. made a great yeah. point before too just I mean it's easy for us as old men or older men to not to just say you know I want to see how many fucking grand slams you win that's how I'm going to judge that's you. how we maybe measure through people. his his eyes he is a success. Yeah, I'm a self-made millionaire. That's right. Yeah. I'm well, getting, he goes, mate. I train 15 minutes a day. Yeah. I'm fucking worth 10 million. <laughs> yeah, I'm on right. Bloomberg <laughs> the rest of the fucking <laughs> day, <laughs> just trading stocks. It's like, and same with Bernard, Bernard Tomic. Do you less. Know, him. That's what he's. Yeah. That's his mantra. Do less. Everyone bags out Bernard Tomic, but he's like, hey, fuck you. I've got a girlfriend from OnlyFans. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah, I'm laughing. Depends how you measure success. Yeah. That said, I want some fucking grand slams. Yeah, love some slams. Australia needs grand slams. Australia needs fucking. You know, Ashes victories. It needs World Cup rugby victories. It needs photos. We need trophies. trophies. Yeah, yeah. We need trophies, and we need yeah. to put those trophies on social and achieve you know yeah. good traction with those social posts. Yeah, we need Vitabrits yeah. uh, endorsements and whatnot. But do you Definitely. guys have you guys actually thought of a world if Nick Kyrgios wins a Grand Slam, mate? It's gonna. I think Australia will go into meltdown. Yeah, that would be a great. No, 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 I'll give you the hot tip. Like yeah, that's a the whole fucking nation. Go, forget everything we said. Yeah. Like when Trump became next president. king. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Do you reckon the boomers would be? He's a chance at Wimbledon if he gets yeah. his act together. He's, that, a, look, he's a shot. Yeah. Do you reckon the boomers would be like just like folding in on themselves, not knowing? I think they'd it. pretend like they didn't fucking say anything. Yeah, yeah. Boomers love just pretending they didn't say it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I never said that. No, no, they don't know anything about like social media trail. Like they don't know how to delete a tweet. Yeah, I never said that. No, there's 68 tweets that say yeah, you know, yeah, they live in a tweet. they live in an analog world where nothing was written down, nothing was recorded. Well, nothing yeah. was recorded. So yeah, yeah. Well, bullshit. Yeah. Prove it. The only tweet they favorited was that um, screen grab of Dawn Fraser telling Nick Kyrgios to go back to where he came from. Yes. Yeah. 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 Dawn yeah. got that wrong. Yeah. 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 What do you mean, Queenbian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to the nice, IS. Dawn. <laughs> back to the IS. But yeah, to your point, I think if he wins a slam, you know, I think we'll melt because. Yeah. 
I think as a nation, we've always tied ourselves to tennis success because we've got the Australian Open. It's like it's a constant reminder at the start of the year oh, how far yeah. we've fallen. We love our Open. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Now, it's just, and now the Davis Cup's just a complete mess. They've fucked that whole format, which, you know, Leighton's beside himself about. Yeah. But that's for another yeah. day. But it's a gentle reminder every year as to how shit we are. So I think if we got another slam winner. We need a slam. Yeah, we need just to play. It'd, the it'd really week. pump us up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not yeah. since Stoza are winning the. Random. No, no, US Ash, Open. Didn't Ash, Ash won one. Oh, Ash Barty, yeah. yeah. But we, God, we've disrespected Ash this podcast. But we have. <laughs> but you know, for me personally, I want to, I want to see a man get up and and lift one. Yeah, I just because he needs it. That's I watch a well, lot of male as a cis white male, yeah. you know, hetero male. You <laughs> yeah. want to call see it how it. you want. I'm going to call yeah. it how I want. I want to <laughs> yeah. see a male winner as long as it's Alex Demon or yeah, 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 exactly. I'll take anyone except Bernie. Doesn't deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just get into the bloody second week. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, the first mm. week, just knocking off bloody qualifiers uh, at a dollar one. You know what I mean? I'm not interested in that. I'm just interested. Yeah. I'm just interested to see how Bernie goes now. He's got the only. Apparently, she's helping him. She's helping him train. Rebuilding his life. <laughs> no, <laughs> train, train. She's helping him train. So you know. Yeah. Damn right she is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dane, thank you very much uh, for coming on. Now we do have a song that we're going to finish the show with. So this is part of, uh, you know, what people can expect on the podcast. Is that correct? Like you got a a couple, a little, a few extra things. It's a weekly podcast hosted by two white blokes dribbling absolute rubbish, but there's a bit of, you know, there's some bits in between here and there. There's a, you know, there's some parody songs, there's some ads, there's a few stings here and there. And this is, um, well, this is one of them. All right. This is just a bit of a story about, you know, someone who's just moved to Melbourne from Sydney uh, based on a personal life experience that I had, um, right. they fucking love their AFL down there. Yeah, and we didn't even get to kick the AFL enough on this. We'll have to well, come on again and do yeah, that. We c- you're yeah. certainly welcome to. I mean, look, we, we we've kicked the shit out of AFL last year. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You know, in their look, their desperation, the yeah. one step behind rugby league, you know, it was like Pete but they love Andy's. Well, but we, did- but we, we, we went after Gil McLaughlin. Did right. you have like an Alexi Navalny moment or something? You know, like you, you kicked the communist leader and you just got taken out by just faces. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Our listeners support us. Yeah, yeah. Massive good, good good Our listeners are a bunch of yes men. There was nothing. There was no... Like... <laughs> they, they get it because we call it how we say it. And we, think, yep. we said Gil's weak. Yep. yep. He's a beater. Yep. And he's been offered by St. Peter Volandis. And, I mean, everyone could tell that was the truth. So I just thought he might have sent up some of his communist you know, foot soldiers or something. You know. Yeah, oh, they yeah. wouldn't fucking get across the border. No, nah, they, they wouldn't even come. No. no. Right. They're unrecognisable. Someone, someone described Gil McLaughlin on Twitter as like there was something of him looking for. And maybe it was the photo that sold the joke, but it was like he looks like a billionaire looking like it was like a billionaire whose wife's gone missing or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. fronting the press conference yeah. to try and like and you know he did the it. public. Yeah, exactly. He fucking did it. Yeah. He definitely yeah. did yeah. it. scarf and my Jack London coat I've got a footy game to go to Footy's on, footy's here again Fuck me, does this ever end? That's the thing about what I don't like about Yeah, that's the thing about The thing about football Meet a 
client outside the ground He asked me who I think's gonna win I just moved here and I don't have a team Instead I lie and say go the Hawks Within this crowd I feel out of place I'm fearful, I'm fearful of a race riot Six months in and I'm brainwashed now I'll catch a tram to my favourite ground Use my legs, use my voice Make some noise, boo Adam Goods And that's what football means to me Don't give a fuck about rugby league now Yeah, that's a thing about It's what I like about Yeah, that's a thing about The thing about football You two just not talk anymore. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.